Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Doom to Bloom podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Paulina, who's going to talk to us about her experience and knowledge around breathwork and the practice of yoga. Hi, Paulina. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your experience and just continuing the conversation with me. Uh, yes, I'm really excited because uh, I'm hoping that our conversation will have this beautiful flow and we can inspire people and especially your listeners. They can get some amazing insights when they that's, listen. That's my plan. So we'll see. We'll see if we can make that work. <laughs> yes. But just before we start into your experience, can you tell us where you are guesting from? I just find it really fascinating that at a click of a button, I can connect with people literally anywhere uh yes uh i love technology for that i'm actually right now in poland uh where i'm originally from i used to live in new york city for many years and i moved back to poland to my hometown which is northeast part of poland not far from warsaw our capital city uh so yeah we're across uh, i'm on one continent and you are on the other so it's fascinating right very very far <laughs> i know how, how far of a plane would that be do you know um actually direct it's around eight nine hours but i always have to take transfers so it's like 12 hours oh that sucks <laughs> yeah that's, that's a, but if you have a direct one it's it's eight hours that it, i don't know i've never been on a plane that's more than five hours direct so i don't know how that mm. would go for me but it's, i know it's, it's nice that there's tiring. the option Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, it's tiring, especially when that's why I think it's easier when you transfer because you get to get to see other places and have some excitement along the way before you reach your final destination. And then there's also the time zone factor as well. Mm. <laughs> Just to mess you up, right? Yes. And it takes a week to get in the zone and then you have to go home if you for example went for a vacation it takes a week to get used to the climate the change the time zone and then you go back and bam another week to get used to <laughs> your old time zone so basically what you're saying is vacations need to be longer than a week oh for sure <laughs> at least two weeks okay noted <laughs> yes so, Paulina, we kind of alluded to the topics that you're going to talk to us about, breathwork and the practice of yoga. Mm-hmm. We are ready to hear your wisdom on these topics. Enlighten us. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, I'm going to first, maybe I'll start with yoga because I started yoga uh, earlier than the breathwork. And um, it's, it's a very funny story because when I was introduced to yoga many, many years ago, I didn't really like it because I remember living in New York City. Uh, yoga was too slow for me. I was thinking that, oh my gosh, like how people can do those things so slow. As a New Yorker, you, you kind of walk fast, you think fast, you do things very fast, you know? So yoga was too slow and I couldn't really do it. And I tried a few times and I said, Damn, this is not for me. And I, I just left that alone for a few years. And uh, in 2016, I actually uh, started my yoga teacher training at the Bhakti Center, which is in Manhattan, in East Village. And I signed up for that program, not for the fact that I wanted to learn more about yoga because I was curious, but I was longing the sense of community and the sense of belonging somewhere. And I was always a very spiritual person. I was looking for different ways to learn things about us, our existence. And when I was actually, um, a short story, when I was 16, I had this weird awakening uh, because I had this nightmare about the black hole that we all gonna die and then there's a black hole. And I started uh, searching for answer, and uh, it took me many, many years uh, to finally realize that there is more than just our body 
and I believe in reincarnation and uh, our body dies, but our soul, our spirit is eternal. And um, that was actually something that, uh, you know, was kind of like an epiphany for me because I didn't know when I was growing up as a Catholic because it was a different way of thinking, uh, especially when you're raised Catholic. Uh, you are told that if you misbehave, you're going to go to hell. And uh, when you are a good girl, you're going to go to heaven. And no one was talking about reincarnation and, and what's going to happen after death. So with yoga, uh, there was more about the reincarnation. There was more about life after death, about the spiritual you know, part of our mm, soul and uh, the yoga teacher training was very helpful and the aspect of, of the community was just very, very nurturing and loving and very bonding. Uh, so that's how I started my yoga with the, the teacher training. That was my official start, you know, with the practice. And how long ago was that? So that was in 2016 and my program was long because it was kind of like a part-time and so it lasted eight months and I really bonded with the girls and with the school and with the culture and with the teachings and it was very very uh, beautiful for me, for me to experience that because that gave me a nice head start to uh find myself uh, in a different career because I was studying in England um I have masters in e-commerce and innovation and I was kind of like because of my father and my, my family I was trying to be in either business or marketing but something didn't really work for me I didn't like that and uh, yoga was something that was really interesting and after the yoga training, I started looking into this as a, as a career, as a, a way to, to make money, to help people, to be of service and to be in service. And how to do the internal switch between struggling with yoga and then now adoring it? Uh, I think uh, for me, it was just a matter of I know it's going to sound very like cliche uh, time because our body's aging and I'm not that fast. <laughs> and, you know, I had to slow down to speed up and I, I started learning more and understanding it more. So it was not that I had to do, I don't know, downward facing dog or, you know, some kind of asana. There was a meaning behind it. And I think that was a bigger thing for me because when you look at yoga as an outsider, you don't have that knowledge. You look at people and, oh, they just, you know, stretch or they, they move the body. But if you really understand the philosophy and what those asanas mean and how they, what effects they have on the body and how they can improve your body in terms of like, you know, blood flow or circulation or liver or you know lungs you understand that and then it has a meaning has a deeper meaning and it makes it more profound to do one pose that looks for for someone who's outside oh you're just squatting and you're not there's so much going on inside the squatting is the final part it's like the tip of the iceberg you know can you so I'm I I, <laughs> I can say I'm guilty and I felt the same way you did when you started yoga as same with meditation for me. I struggle not necessarily to do the movement or the the poses, but mm -hmm. in my mind, I just, same as meditation when it's silent and you're supposed to be focusing on, the say, breath. breathing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, breathing during a yoga pose. Like, I go, my, my mind is 500 miles an hour and I, like, go here, there, and everywhere and I just, I hate it. So, yes. <laughs> can you... And, and maybe part of that is like an inner struggle to not do so well with silence. But can you enlighten us on a couple examples of what some of the poses mean or what they can do for the body? Because maybe that would change how I see it instead mm -hmm. of just struggling to stay out of my own head. 
Yes. So that's a very common thing. So you shouldn't feel guilty because that's major, majority of people have that. I have that, you know, even if you are an, an advanced practitioner, you, you might still have that. So, but it's different to the extent, right? It's not maybe the same. Um, I would recommend different styles of yoga. So for example, if you have problems uh, quieting your mind, you probably want to try maybe faster yoga. Like, you know, uh, for example, vinyasa is a bit more flowy, depending on the teacher. You can just move with the breath and maybe a little bit, you know, faster. Ashtanga, that's, that's the more, like, I would say hardcore. It's like you have to be in the poses and you have to know what you're doing and focusing on that. So maybe because of the regiment in that uh, type of class and in that practice, you are focusing on those aspects so you don't have time to think because you have to move or you have to focus on different things. So you're forcing yourself to do those things even though you don't want them. You're forcing yourself so you don't think about other things, right? So I would probably recommend uh, different styles and testing different styles and seeing what works for you best and if that's not working I would probably recommend focusing on the breath so for example uh, we can go into the breath work right so we can see segue is from from yoga as a physical practice and asanas we can transition into breath work and then breath work is the practice that's solely focusing on the breath and uh, you use different techniques to focus your attention on the breath. And when you do that, you, you really don't have time or uh, capacity to think about anything else because maybe you are first, you're so you know uncomfortable. Second of all, you're focusing to do it right. Third, maybe you are falling asleep because you don't want to be there and you just want to escape. There are different different things people do. It's it's the mind that's playing tricks on us, you know? And so going back to yoga for a minute, what mm-hmm. is what is like the key defining element to be able to make that transition, to be able to sit in the silence and to focus more on the breath work than the silence that's eating you alive? <laughs> mm-hmm. So what I would recommend is to practice daily and there's no magic, you know, want. Uh, I wish I could do that for myself and for others, even though I love magic and I believe in magic. Uh, with um, our mind, our thoughts, it's it's the unfortunately daily grind and daily practice. It doesn't have to be a long practice, like 30 minutes. It's better to do five minutes for six days. So you have 30 minutes, then 30 minutes once a week, because we create a pattern in our brain. We create familiarity and our brain, our mind loves what's familiar. And we create that sense of familiarity, repetition, and we're building that habit. And when we forcing it at the beginning, it's uncomfortable, but it's transformational. And then over time, it becomes comfortable enough to do it. And then you start liking it and then you start enjoying it. And then the next thing you know, is the the next thing you do, you cannot live without it. Like you will, for example, for me, I've been practicing for so long. If I don't practice for two days, even if I don't want to, I have to because my body, it feels terrible. And I know I have to do it. It's, it's, it's like, you know, my body is like telling me, hey, you need to do yoga because you're not going to be able to walk freely, for example, right? I'm not talking like limping or anything, but you feel it in your body. that It's like some people are addicted to coffee. They know in the morning if they don't drink the coffee, they will not function. They will not open their laptop and write that first email at work or whatever because they're, they're not able to function. Some people are that addicted, right? So it's the same with the meditation and the practice. We want you to get addicted. So you feel like in the morning, it's like your coffee. Like, oh, I have to meditate. And so what's the, is, the, is there a difference, I guess, in breathwork and meditation or are they basically the same no uh, so uh, meditation uh, i mean you have different styles of meditation uh, but most of the time uh breathwork it, it can be incorporated because 
you have to breathe, right? With the breath, you are taking your first breath when you are being born and you die with the last one. So meditation uh, is something that, I mean, breath work and breath or breathing, it's incorporated. You cannot do just meditation without breathing, right? <laughs> it's something that we have to do it all the time. Uh, so it just depends on the technique, right? Sometimes we're focusing on the brass, using a different technique. Sometimes we're focusing more on the mind, guiding, uh, you know, for example, student uh, through the meditation. So the, the brass is, um, it's not that important. You're still breathing, but you're not focusing. You're focusing on visualization or other things, using other senses, but you're still breathing. That makes sense. It does, yes. And do you practice meditation? yourself yeah. or uh, yes I actually uh, I was introduced this is an interesting story because I was introduced to Buddhism uh, through my friend in 2005 so I've been practicing Buddhism and Buddh Buddhism now I'm not really um, practicing that much I'm more into you know Hinduism because I was kind of like Tibetan Buddhism and Hinduism as it was uh, kind of similar but uh, I was mixing different styles and it was confusing uh, but that's that's how I learned proper meditation from Tibetan monks and um, learning how to sit in, in silence a little bit or using special mantras, using mala uh, to count the beats and to uh, do the repetitions and to build that habit, that healthy habit to control the mind. And... Can you, for those of us and maybe myself included, can you tell us what the difference is between Buddhism and, did you say Hinduism? Mm -hmm. So, so yoga, yoga is from India, right? So it derived from, from India. So the primary religion is Hinduism. So like, for example, Hare Krishna, the movement, right? And they have many gods and they worship them. They have many mantras. And they still meditate, and it's just a little bit different technique and, and, and different method. And uh, Tibetan Buddhism, they have different mantras. It's, it's um, interesting that all religions come from the same root. It's just people made them so different that we fight. For example, with you know, Muslim people or Christians, we all want to be loved. We all want to be together. You know what I mean? It's interesting how we're so divided nowadays, and yet we're coming from the same source. We're coming from the same place. We're coming from the, the same God, right? It, like, if you believe in God or, or source or higher power, we're coming from the same. But we're so different because we're separating uh, we're separating ourselves and we're dividing ourselves for no reason. Is there... So I think you kind of alluded in the beginning to there being different techniques, I guess, for mm -hmm. yoga. And you also mentioned styles. that... Styles and, and different... Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. And you also mentioned that there's different poses or techniques that work for different body areas. Yes. What can you walk us through that? That just sounds so fascinating. And I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, so there are different, uh, you know, styles. Uh, so you have Hatha yoga, you have Ayanga, you have Vinyasa, uh, you have now like power yoga, for example, as, as a derivative. Uh, Ashtanga, that's very, like, you know, hardcore, uh, very kind of like organized way of, of putting things together. Uh, some of them are more therapeutical, some of them are more fast paced. So it really depends uh, where you're looking for. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm doing a restorative yoga. I'm taking people on a journey how to unwind and relax because I have a lot of clients who come to me, they're stressed out, they have anxiety, or they, they are not in the body and they don't know how to relax because they their mind is over uh, you know it's occupied with with thoughts and they overanalyzing stuff they cannot be present they either in the future or in the past and they don't know how to be present so um through yoga you can practice that how to be more present how to be more mindful 
And what do you know some of the studies or the effects on breathwork and meditation and yoga for not just necessarily mental health or just physical health, but just combined? Can you can you teach us some of those? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I guess. I, I don't know exact numbers uh, that, that probably, you know, I'll have to Google it. But um, in terms of the mental health, it's now even recommended when you go to doctors, they, they, they prescribe yoga as a, as a form of a, a alternative, you know, medicine, right? Especially for your spine, because I also teach yoga for the spine. And uh, when we connect with ourselves, right so how disease is being formed you know the word disease what that means i don't so the word disease that means your body is not at ease there is this ease right oh i've never heard that before that's fascinating see so when your body has this ease that is not at ease that means something is in your body that's telling you that you need to work on, right? And from Chinese medicine, also I'm interested in Chinese medicine, different parts of the body hold on to different emotions. So for example, have a lot of anger, that's liver. If you have grief, that's lungs. If you have fear, that's kidneys, right? So uh, through yoga and breath work and meditation, you can kind of like release those emotions and restore that balance that you have naturally in your body and that was interrupted somehow, right? So it's always you going back to yourself and finding that peace within and finding that stillness inside that will bring you that sense of ease and peace so there is no dis-ease, right? That's so fascinating. Why have I never heard of this before? <laughs> See, now you can go. Now you can go to your to your uh, you know uh, friends, and you can say that uh, they can uh, heal themselves when they you know feel that there is a disease. They can find that what what's going on there, and they can find some solution to help themselves. Because I believe you can heal yourself. Because I healed myself, and uh, obviously uh, it's a long process sometimes but through the food you know the movement the breath and meditation and and just combining different things together you can totally restore your uh well-being so do you i think i had a a guest several months ago talk about I, i guess kind of similar to what you're saying is she firmly believed that like autoimmune disorders or cancers of some types are all energies or traumas or things stuck in our body. Yes. Do do you also believe that too? Yes, that's correct. Those are unprocessed emotions. And I don't know if you know Louise Hay. Uh, she has uh, she has many books. I think I have one even somewhere here. Uh, Heal Your Body, I think the one I have here. Uh, but she's talking about different emotions that are trapped in different organs and what that means in terms of uh, what's the problem. Like if you have an, an expressed, for example, grief or if, you, for example, my friend has uh, problems with her throat chakra, right? So she's not communicating clearly. She has problems at work. She's not standing up for herself. She's been always very like shy and then manifested in the form of, of her having some, you know, lumps in her throat. Wow. And how has she worked through that or? So she's she... in a, she's in the process. So, so uh, obviously those things happen, you know, when you have cancer or you have a, a, a very serious disease, that's the final stage. That means that your body was telling you, over and over and over something was not working something was not working and you were not listening so the final result is the cancer right because that's the like bam you have to look at me now you have to face it there is no like tomorrow it, you have to deal with it so when you lead you kind of like to that when you go to that stage it's kind of the end stage right there's uh, kind of like an alarm there saying hey you have to heal yourself 
Um, I, uh, my friend is actually, she's doing um, like a holistic, you know, therapy. She's taking a holistic approach towards that. So she's healing herself naturally and she's getting better and better. It's not full. She's not fully recovered, but she's like 90% recovered and it's been like a year and a half now. And for those of us that don't know, we're not super familiar with chakras. Can you tell us a bit about that too? Uh, so the chakra, chakra systems are uh, energies of um, kind of like wheel, wheels of energy uh, that are that are in your body, right? So from uh, yoga, um, we have seven in the body. Obviously, we have more, but I'm going to just talk about seven. So we have the root chakra, which is at the base of the spine. is responsible for our security safety our primal instincts basic survival and that's color red because they have colors then the second chakra is the sacral chakra and it's for women's ovaries the reproductive system and this chakra responsible for our creative energy and for women uh, reproductive right so giving birth to a child and then we have the third chakra which is our kind of like a stomach area the solar plexus and this is our willpower our center the energy that it drives us forward our motivation and then we have uh, the heart chakra is in the heart and the green and uh the third one did i say the third one was yellow it was like the sun. Yeah, it's the sun. And the third the third one. The fourth one is the green and it's the heart chakra. It's about relationships, communication, and love. Then we have the third throat chakra, which is in the throat. It's the light blue. It's about communication and speaking the truth. Then we have the sixth one, which is the third eye, the space between the eyebrows, and that's our intuition. And our psychic abilities, if you have that. I mean, all people have that, but some people are not trained to use them and they don't trust their intuition. And the seventh one uh, is the last one, is the top of the head, is the white or purple, is the crown chakra, and it's connection to the source, to the God, to the divine. So you get kind of like downloads, intuitive hits, and you are connected with stars and you know the energy above so you basically have seven energy centers that go that will go through the whole body and they represent different organs different emotions and they can be in balance and you feel good and if they're out of balance you have to do something about them right so you can restore them through food through yoga uh, through movement other there are different things depending what you need and so does that kind of tie into what Louise Hay talks about with emotions and things being trapped in certain body areas or body parts? Uh, she's and- not using, she's not using chakra system, but it's, it's uh, kind of like similar because uh, a lot of healers and a lot of authors, when they write books about different uh, modalities or techniques that they're using, uh, at the end of the day, it's the same goal. We want to be free from pain and suffering. And we want to help ourselves. And how do we help ourselves? By, you know, removing trapped emotions, the trauma, right? Uh, Different things that are stored for generations, for example. Uh, Sometimes it's not even our trauma that we carry. It might be, you know, uh, seven generations down the line. Because I've done the healings like that uh, before. That sometimes it went to 15 and it was like, oh my God, how much work do I need to do to heal myself? You know, so sometimes it can be not yours. You can inherit it, uh, you know, coming out of the womb from your mom. Mm-hmm. And so chakras, I'm slowly just starting to get into all of this kind of alternative stuff. Mm-hmm. So bear with me. But chakras, there's... So the energy is in each of those different sources and mm-hmm. is it's how your body does certain things, correct? Yes. So so you have energy centers, so like wheels, and they're spinning, right? So different points the, that are in different parts of the body are responsible for different energies. And you probably, let me give you an example. Uh, have you ever, um, if, do you sing? Do you sing sometimes? Only to the radio when I'm driving. Okay. <laughs> Does that count? So, yes. 
So sometimes, do you know, depending on the notes, right? Let's talk about the, the Western scale, the music notes. And sometimes you sing something that's very high pitch and sometimes it's low. Yeah. It's the same with chakra system. So when you, when you, when you sing that, that low notes, that's your bass chakra. That's the bass. And you can feel it in your bass. Hmm. And when you have a high pitch, that's like, like, oh, you know, it can feel more in your head and your ears and your, your, your forehead, maybe, you know, top of the head. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot stand this. This is too much. So because there's different energy sources for all the different chakras, that means that in order to kind of open those chakras up or experience what we're supposed to with those, there's different modalities as well to open those up. Is that yes. correct? Yes. And also you can use sound, right? So sound is also another way, depending on the vibration, you have different frequency and that frequency correlates with that chakra and that energy. And what does, can you give an example? So for example, four, three, two megahertz, right? That's, that's for the heart or five to five. It, it, they, they have different frequencies. So the, the low frequency will be for the base. The higher will be for the higher, right? So the crown chakra, uh, it can be seven. I think 999, that's the one I remember last time seeing. Because sometimes uh, they have those specific numbers for, for different chakras. But just to give you uh, like a, you know, um, kind of like an example, the lower the chakra, the lower the sound, right? The higher the chakra, the higher the, the sound. The, the, the frequency will be very high. That's going to be the crown chakra, right? Okay. It's, it's starting to make sense. It's just like I'm just getting into all of this type of... It's, it's really fascinating because there are so many tools that can help you I think uh, what was my biggest problem for, for because of I'm so curious and I want to learn it all. I just I started mixing everything and nothing worked. <laughs> but now I have, you know, kind of like a, a system that works and I have many clients who experience profound transformation. So I mix them, but it's not like mixing like, you know, here and here. It's more controlled. And do you use all of these modalities that we're talking about on your clients as well? I actually, not at once. That would be, that would be hard. <laughs> but like throughout the Yes, so the I experience. work, yes, so I work with people, uh, I have like different programs. For example, if we do the seven week program for the chakra, right? I just finished one that I had with a lady from uh, New York. And um, for seven weeks, We've, we, we actually covered all seven chakras. So the first week we were focusing on the first chakra, what food to eat, for example, just, you know, examples, right? To, to, to get, demonstrate um, some kind of like a sample menu, right? And the colors and the yoga class and the sound and the crystal, like I would incorporate, it was a very kind of intense program, right? So I put everything together into those little pockets and every week she will experience different chakra with different tools so she can learn and then use for herself whatever she needs that sounds fascinating <laughs> it, it's really good once you learn it it's nice because you have this toolbox and uh, for example, I also do EFT tapping, which is emotional freedom technique. Uh, that's when someone needs a short session, you know, a quick fix uh, for, you know, like an instant boost of energy. And uh, I do that too. And if someone needs that, uh, they come and they have a session and I can literally see how the aura is changing within you know 30 minutes they the face changes the aura is changing it's the same with the breathwork session but my breathwork sessions are longer and they they require more energy and more work so they're more transformational and then i can see how my client's energy is shifting and how the aura is changing at the end of the session it's just beautiful can you tell us more about what the tapping is i feel like like 
I'm on socials quite often, fortunately mm-hmm. and maybe unfortunately, but I feel like a lot of people are talking about the tapping more and more. Can mm-hmm. you enlighten us on what it is specifically or how it works? Uh, so EFT tapping stands for emotional freedom technique. And it's a technique that you use uh, to uh, remove, for example, stuck energy from the body or if you feel that your body's not flowing, right? You have anxiety or you have panic attack or you have other emotions or sadness. Any negative emotion uh, that is in your body and it's not allowing you to feel free in your body, EFT tapping can help you to remove that energy and help you restore that balance. Basically, you feel more balanced and you feel like you are restoring your natural flow. And uh, what EFT tapping uh, does is you have acupuncture with the needles, right? You use Mm -hmm. needles to do the acupuncture. With EFT, you use your fingers as acupressure points. So you use your fingers to tap into different points. There are specific points. Uh, it's not like you're tapping all over your face. You have specific points that are responsible for different radiance and different energies and different organs. And you tap on those points and you say different phrases to release those stuck emotions and experience healing. And is that something that people need to be trained or certified to do, I guess? Or is that just something that people can just do? Uh, So I had my certification because it's always better to have certification because then you know what you're doing. Uh, Because I feel a lot of times, especially nowadays, you can take one course and people call themselves like master healers and they don't really know what they're doing or they didn't even process their own trauma and they're trying to help others to process others, uh, you know, people's traumas, right? Uh, so it's good to have a mentor. It's good to have a training because you are, uh, first of all, you feel more uh, confident. And second of all, you uh, can serve people better because you know what you're doing. And if you have some, you know, difficult cases you have a mentor you have someone to lean on so you're not hanging there with the person that's open right and 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 you're trying to patch that person with something random can you do the tapping on yourself does it have the same benefits it does uh so what i uh like i always say to my clients that you can totally do the eft tapping on your own however it works the best when you have someone because this person is your mirror. I always give that example. It's the same with coaching or when you go to a talk therapy or you see, you see some specialists, right? Uh, I compare that to tickling. You cannot tickle yourself. Someone <laughs> else has to tickle you, right? Yes. Technically, you can tickle yourself. Do you have the same effect as, as, as if someone is tickling you? No. So it's the same with, with EFT tapping. You can tap on your own, but you will not have probably the same effect as if you were to have a session with a professional who's holding a mirror, who is holding a space, who is giving you that safety and security, who is guiding you through the process and who who is holding you through this transformation. Is this something that has been around for a while or is this relatively new? Because I never heard of this until probably the last six months, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Just kind of all of a sudden popped up on socials everywhere. (laughs) I... I don't know exactly when it was, uh, who discovered it, because I don't remember now, because I've been using this for so long that I don't even remember when uh, I picked this up. But I I remember I started using it because I was looking for a way to help myself with anxiety and panic attacks. Uh, Living in New York City, when you're overstimulated, sometimes you might have 
panic attacks because there's so much going on in the city that sometimes it's hard to ground. And that's what how I discovered EFT tapping many years ago. And during COVID, it was very popular because I remember seeing it everywhere during COVID because everyone was looking for a way to cope with the stress and to find a solution to, to do something instead of taking a bunch of pills. I just find it really fascinating that like all of my socials are talking about EFT often when it never, like even during COVID when it was at the height of it, it never really was brought up or I never heard of it until the last couple months. So I wasn't sure why the shift happened in, in that way, if that makes sense. Cause yes. usually, usually you hear like therapy and medication and journal and meditation and go exercise and go for a walk. But I more and more and more, I'm hearing like EFT, EFT, EFT. <laughs> I think this is a sign for you to, to maybe try it. If you want, we can try, it, you know, you can see for yourself how it works. Yeah, that would be really cool. I've heard all about it, but I see I've, maybe I've they, it maybe now it's the universe is giving you a sign. You know, it's like sometimes you have those funny videos, like universe, give me a sign. And then there's this a break. <laughs> there we go. Well, I guess I will have to hit you up for a EFT session. Is it? Does it work? Yes, similarly so you... over virtual versus in, or is it? Actually, uh, to be honest with you, I, I have this question very often. It's the same with my breathwork sessions. Um, people, uh, like when you look at energy, like there is no separation. You were talking earlier about Reiki master. And, and I also did, uh, I studied Reiki. Uh, I don't have that much practice with Reiki. However, uh, I, I know Reiki and I know how to channel the energy. And it's the same. There's no separation. It's different when you have someone in person because we think we have a more powerful session. However, it depends because you might have a very powerful session over the internet because nowadays we're getting more and more, you know, into the the digital space. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do a lot of things over the internet that we would never done before right and they're still the same or even better right so it's almost like the the belief in the mindset that it's gonna work yes okay yeah if you believe it's gonna help you it doesn't matter if i'm next to you or i'm one million miles away it's the same because it's you who's making that decision this is this it's you who's making that change inside of you i'm actually (laughs) Just because I nerd out about this, I am currently looking to see how far, how many miles away you are. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Root see, not found. It's it, it's uh, real. If you put Warsaw, uh, how do you how do you spell that? W A R S A W. Warsaw, Poland. It just keeps telling me no route. Hmm. Because you have to fly. But I wanted to tell me how many miles it is to fly. Uh, I mean, (laughs) okay, here we go. I found the airplane thing on Google. Warsaw. Oh, it doesn't even tell me. It just tells me that it's a 10-hour flight. Oh, see, 10 hours because you're a little bit further than New York. But I want to know the kilometers. I know it, it's, it's <laughs> but it, nevertheless, it's, it's, you know, the distance doesn't really, like when I do my sessions, I have, uh, for example, I'm having a breathwork session tomorrow with uh, one of my clients. She lives in Canada. Sorry, uh, she lives in California. And uh, she, she is nine hours ahead of me. Sorry, I'm I'm nine hours ahead of her, so she's nine hours away, and uh, in time difference, right? And uh, that's not a problem to have a breathwork session because, as I said, it's your belief and it's your mindset, 
And actually, sometimes it's better when you are by yourself at home, when you feel more comfortable, because then you can open up more than you go to some place and you don't feel safe or you don't feel comfortable or someone's walking around or, you know, if you have a clinic or whatever. That makes sense. And so two things. One, we need to book this because I'm really curious now. And I feel like the universe, just like you said, is telling me to. So let's do it. And the second, with all of these programs and such that you offer, where can we all find you to learn more about these? Uh, so I I don't write about them that much. I, I talk about them on different podcasts. Um, but you can check my website, which is yogiofnyc.com yogiofnyc.com and uh, you can see me on my socials like Instagram and that's at Yelaya Y-E-L-A-Y-A Yelaya uh, or if someone wants to reach out to me they can use my first and last name Paulina Podbielo and on Facebook they can message me or add me as a friend I'm pretty open to meeting new people and talking more more if anyone has questions regarding you know yoga or chakra system uh, i offer yoga classes i have yoga uh, you know like packages and i have also chakra programs or eft session uh, one-off or a package and also breath work right so I, I have different tools and different modalities that I've been, you know, kind of like mastering over the years. And depending on what people need, I can recommend and we can work with that module or that modality to uh, create that transformation. It sounds like you're a master of lots of modalities. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. Because when you say like master of everything and, and master of none. And, and, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I'm still, you know, I think, you know what, my, my biggest lesson is when I can serve people and I learn from my students uh, or I learn from my clients. That really, you know, makes me very happy to see the transformation and uh, it helps me to become a better, you know, teacher. Well, everything that you do sounds very familiar and just fascinating and I've always, I've always heard, you know, yoga for this and breath work for this and mm -hmm. all of these things. But I really enjoyed that you broke it down and made it more simple to understand rather than the complexity that there is within the body. So I really appreciate that. And do you have any, I, I feel like the whole episode was your wisdom being shared with us anyways, but do you have any other kind of words of encouragement or support or wisdom for anybody that wants? Yes, uh, this is something from my coach uh, who is amazing. He, he helped me tremendously, uh, you know, uh, in my career and my life. He's been saying to me, and I didn't really understand this, uh, but I'm going to quote this because I'm learning how to do this more often. Slow down to speed up. And, and it's, we have to slow down to find ourselves, to get centered, to find that stillness, to gather broken pieces, to patch ourselves together in order to stand in our power and speed up and, and regain our, you know, full force. That's so powerful. I yeah, I'm getting, chills. I'm getting chills when I'm saying this, like literally my whole body is like, whoo. I love that he brought that up or, or coined that phrase. Yeah. That's amazing. And so now we know where to find you. Mm -hmm. We know all your wisdom. I just wanted to tell you, Polina, that I'm really happy that you were a guest and you shared all of this wisdom with us. And I certainly learned a lot of knowledge about different modalities that, you know, there's always the conversation of, uh, therapy or medication but there's mm -hmm. never there's never different options for people that don't necessarily want to or aren't ready to talk about it or don't really want medication or chemicals added to their body yeah. or that kind of thing so I really appreciate was 
an open conversation of all the different alternative modalities that are available and sound very effective. Thank you. Thank you. This means a lot. And I know I've been there. I, I know how it is to take pills and how to get, you know, in that space. And I truly believe there is another way. And sometimes pills are necessary, but sometimes they just good for a little bit. And then you can start going back to your natural rhythm, you know? And it just, I think it just depends on the person too, on, yeah. on their preference and what, what That's they need correct. in the moment. But I, I really do think that there's a lot of power in a lot of these different modalities that you've taught us about. And, and maybe there's, power for some individuals doing these alternative modalities partnered with the therapy or the medication that's correct and it it can be intertwined you know it's 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 safe and then you can use you can do both you can be on medication and still practice yoga that doesn't exclude you know i think there's just a lot of i don't know if there's like stereotype or what the word is necessarily that i'm looking for but I feel like there's a lot of maybe judgment. That might be mm-hmm. the word. But judgment of doing the more natural things when society tells us that in order to hear yourself, you need to do therapy and take these medications forever and do more therapy. You know, like I feel like there's a lot of judgment. So I'm glad that it's an open platform to have these conversations on these topics. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and I wanted to thank you again for being a guest, Polina. I- definitely enjoyed it and your energy and I believe I follow you on all socials now so Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to continuing to watch your your journey and learn all your wisdom that comes with it thank you thank you thank you this means a lot this means a, a world to me you know and I appreciate you well I appreciate you as well and I really do hope that we can stay connected and just see where see where things go and and the journey goes and i'm looking forward to the eft session (laughs) yes well maybe connect after and see if i can if you can squeeze me in for that but i wanted to thank you again and also wanted to let you know polina and to the listeners that i'm sending you lots of love and lots of light thank you thank you thank you